section forty nine of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume two chapter fifteen en sonui très bien ici voltaire but the present order of things could not long endure mrs st clair grew impatient under the secret sense of her sister's superiority and weary of their simple uniform style of living her habits were luxurious her mind was joyless gertrude too in all the restlessness of suspense longed to return to rossville she would there hear her lover's name mentioned she would be amidst the scenes with which his image was associated and there would be enjoyment even in these shadowy fantastic pleasures while such were the feelings of the mother and daughter lord rossville felt no less impatient for the return of his niece not for the charms and graces of her society but because she was a being subject to his management and control true this act of rebellion might have staggered his faith as to the extent of his dominion but he flattered himself that was a sort of thunder-cloud which by the wise and vigorous measures he had adopted must already have passed away besides gertrude's prolonged absence would have an appearance in the eyes of the world suspicions might arise things might be said even in the bustle of electioneering mr delmore had remarked upon the impropriety of miss st clair being allowed to reside so long in a paltry provincial town and associating with people who might be very good in their way but were not quite suited to her station or such as he would wish his wife to be intimate with on the other hand mrs st clair in the course of her correspondence with the earl had taken care to insinuate that such was mr adam ramsay's partiality for her daughter it was more than probable he would make a point of her residing entirely with him unless she were speedily recalled to his lordship's protection the visit to bloom park strengthened this insinuation and decided him as to the necessity of immediately recalling his niece a most laborious and long-winded letter was therefore penned to miss st clair in which while he deprecated the idea of ever taking her into his favour until she had renounced the error of her ways he at the same time announced his intention of receiving her again under his roof in the confident hope that she would ere long perceive the absolute necessity and imperious duty she was under of acceding to his long projected thoroughly digested and firmly determined upon plan for her ultimate disposal his lordship next proceeded to state that he had consulted the most eminent counsel as to the deeds of entail and that three of them were of opinion that the whole of the property could and might be most effectively alienated disponed and otherwise disposed of to the utter exclusion of miss st clair as heiress at law such being the case it was his firm intention and absolute purpose to act upon this opinion by executing a new deed of entail within three months from the present date unless before the expiry of that period 
miss st clair should think proper to accede to his plan and pursue the course he had pointed out to her such was the substance of a letter filling nearly seven pages of closely written paper i am sorry very sorry said gertrude with a sigh as she finished reading it for the trouble and vexation i am causing lord rossville and perhaps it were better that i should never return to rossville again than that i should go there only to make him cherish hopes which never can be realized i never can act as he would have me i never can change my sentiments you can at least keep your sentiments to yourself considering how much is at stake on their account said her mother with asperity and indeed setting everything else out of the question i think delicacy alone demands that much of you at least i should be cautious how i expressed an attachment which to all appearances no longer if indeed it ever was reciprocal even were it so replied her daughter making an effort to repress her emotion while her faltering voice betrayed the anguish of such a supposition deceived i may be myself but i never will deceive others let then lord rossville know that if i return to his house i return unchanged unchangeable beware how you provoke me gertrude for i too am unchanged unchangeable in my determination never to see you the prey of that man i have pledged my word it shall not be pledged your word repeated her daughter indignantly who had a right to demand such a pledge one who has the right and will exercise it said mrs st clair in some agitation but this is wandering from the point you have promised you will not enter into any engagement until you have attained the age of twenty-one on that promise i rely meanwhile all i require of you is only what is due to yourself leave me therefore to manage matters with the earl and do you remain passive for the present i am sick of management of mystery exclaimed gertrude dejectedly already cried she giving way to tears i am almost weary of the world i feel myself a puppet a slave nay the slave of a slave subject it seems to the control of a very menial but i will not endure this mockery of greatness mingled too with such degradation there was a height and a depth in the feelings of miss st clair which when once roused her mother could not always contend with she sometimes felt that her only chance of victory was in appearing to yield and upon this occasion as upon many others she contrived to work upon her daughter's affections and prevailed upon her to acquiesce in her wishes provided she were not considered as a party in lord rossville's plans the following day the earl's equipage and attendants arrived and again mrs st clair's worldly mind exalted as she looked on the proud pageant at which the whole town of barnford had turned out to gaze it was not without emotion gertrude bade adieu to her aunts who were not less affected at parting with her they saw she was not happy but were too delicate to intrude upon her confidence farewell my love said her aunt mary as she pressed her in her arms and ever bear in mind that in this world not to be grieved not to be afflicted not to be in danger is impossible yet dearest gertrude even in this world there is a rest of heart ah would you but seek it where only it is to be found but to the young unchastened spirit nothing seems less desirable 
than that rest of heart which in their minds is associated with the utter extinction of all that is noble and graceful and enthusiastic and gertrude shrank from the wish breathed for her by her aunt no thought she wretched as i am yet i would not exchange my feelings tortured as they are for that joyless peace which is to me as the slumber of the dead and where is the youthful ardent spirit untaught of heavenly love which has not at some period of its life perilled its all on some baseless fabric and preferred even the shattered wreck of its happiness to the waveless calm of indifference gertrude's melancholy was not diminished by her return to rossville but a few weeks had passed since she had left it in all the pride and magnificence of early autumn while nature seemed scarcely past its prime while life was in the leaf and spirit in the air and the bright-toned woods glowed in all their variegated splendour beneath a clear blue sky and a cloudless sun and now the cold autumnal dews are seen to cobweb every green and by the low shorn rowans doth appear the fast declining year the sapless branches doff their summer suits and wane their winter fruits and stormy blasts have forced the quaking trees to wrap their trembling limbs in suits of mossy frieze in plain prose it was a bleak raw chill november day when nature seems a universal blank even to her most ardent admirers and to use an artist's phrase nothing could be more in keeping with the day than the reception miss st clair met with from her uncle it was cold formal and unkindly and every word fell like a drop of petrifying water on her heart lord rossville never had been upon easy terms with his niece indeed it was not in his nature to be upon easy terms with anybody but the additional stiffness and solemnity and verbosity he thought proper to assume were truly appalling and caused her something of that sensation sensitive beings are said to feel while under the influence of a thunder-cloud the earl's aspect was indeed enough to blight hope itself there was positive determination in every line and lineament his eyes had grown rounder his eyebrows higher his lips more rigid his hands longer his steps were more ponderous his head was immovable there was no speculation in his eye his very wig looked as hard as marble in short over the whole man was diffused an indescribable air of hopeless inflexibility there was no company nothing to relieve the hard outline of the piece not even the usual members of the family nobody but lady betty and her eternal rug and her fat lap-dog and her silly novel and the dullness and tedium which reigned may have been felt but cannot be described end of section forty nine